song People say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made out of muscle and blood Muscle and blood and skin and bones A mind that's weak and a back that's strong You load 16 tons What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash I'm Danny O'Dwyer I'm Elise O'Dwyer And I'm Matt Whitgis Alright, the movie we're doing today is 1981's uh, My Bloody Valentine um, we will be giving away the end of the movie, so, you know, spoilers will abound. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the movie kicks off with some nice Dutch angles and a coal mine. Yeah. Can I ask, what was happening with the opening sex scene in this movie? Yeah, well, you gotta start a, a movie of this era with a kill. Gotta do it. You have to, like, okay. It seemed a little it forced. It's so forced. Everything about it is it so forced. It was super forced. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was super forced. But also, going back, yeah. like, the, the angles on the the intro to that, they were really off-putting. Yeah. Almost so much so that I was like, I if this is going to be a recurring theme in this movie, I don't actually want to watch it. <laughs> sure. No, it, there's nothing. It doesn't make sense in the but, rest of the Okay, plot, but what about when she's it. sensually feeling his breathing tube? Oh, yeah, she does do that. <laughs> it was, uh, as someone who's always had a strange affinity for Darth Vader, like, <laughs> I felt myself feeling feelings I didn't expect to feel. That's the thing. She was, like, really into him in the coal miner yeah. outfit. And then, like, she had peeled herself out of a coal miner outfit to really, to reveal, like, a white lacy bra. Which is actually, I mean, the coal miner's outfit is one of the sexiest uh, <laughs> Cosplay outfits. You yeah, can it's wear. like that schoolgirl cheerleader yeah. right up there. Yeah, kitten. And, <laughs> for and the kitten. woman, the woman in question was pretty grizzled looking. So no, clearly, no one missed her after she was murdered. It's never revisited. Like, hey, that trollop who usually hangs around the bar has been missing <laughs> for the last couple of days. Like, no one's. They also had a weird thing going on with the ages of people. Yeah, like. So when they when the the sheriff the chief chief, uh, chief newbie yeah uh, when he says oh we it, it, he goes to the medical examiner or whatever like this is the heart of a healthy thirty year old woman it's like she's thirty right she didn't look thirty like I don't know what she looked like but it wasn't thirty I don't know I could I could see thirty maybe thirty but but, uh, but that and then but all then of why the, was she hanging around with. The, one of the kids. Right. I mean, we're going to ruin the movie. Yeah, that's okay. No, that's Real fine. Quick. Like, yeah. don't worry about getting out of order. We're going to do it. Well, how old are the kids supposed to be? Like, 25? I don't know. I, why were they having a dance, though, at Why 25? were they having a dance? Like, why was there a... They oh, the big town of, dance is usually for high schoolers. Remember, well, like, oh, I'm trying to remember why I decided they were around 25. It was like, they were clearly out of high school. 
Like, were they, were they fresh out of high school? Like, how I don't think so, no, be? because yeah. the guy, uh, TJ, went to California right, and yeah. fucked up and came back. So. Yeah. Did they say, I thought they just said out west. Well, they said out west. I assumed, yeah. I mean, in my head canon, it was like, well, he probably went out there, tried to be an actor, and fucked up. Know, and came that's back. what they never said what he was trying to do, They were in do, Canada, though. though. I mean, maybe he just <laughs> went out to Vancouver. Yeah. Well, this movie was shot in Canada. It's a Canadian production, but they're clearly kind of trying to double for Pennsylvania. Like, he's yeah. wearing a Steelers shirt at one point, like, you know. But, you know, then there's also that three-foot neon moose head beer yeah. side behind the bar, which... And all of their very thick Canadian accents. Yeah. Well, take off, hoser. Hey, who's driving? I am, because you're too loaded to drive. Take off. I am not. Just getting warmed up for the party, eh? Can't drink and drive at the same time, hoser. I just thought it was, yeah, the sexy scene in the beginning. I mean, it was obviously, like, for titillation effect. Yeah, this chick and had he, a tattoo of a well, heart on And him. then when, when the guy sees it, you know, who we think... Maybe is the killer. Well, he is the killer, but we think <laughs> it might be Harry Warden, but it's really Axel. Yeah. We find out later in the movie. Spoilers, people. The heart sets him off. The heart sets him off, happens? and then he uh, impales her. Yeah. Wait, but, is that what it was implying? It was the heart that set him yeah, off. Yeah, I thought he, he had his, lured her there. Well, I that's think what he kind of too. I think he kind of did. But his but, hand does get shaky when he touches. Like he sees the heart with his glove. Yeah, yeah his the, gloved her hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she's really into that. By the way, I'm like, girl. She was performing because no one could possibly be that into being touched by gloves, like a work glove hand. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, man, if if Anna Kendrick came up and she's right. wearing work gloves, sure, she starts giving you a little, you know, tug job. Uh huh. A little. Well, you know, are we talking? Okay, are we talking about like? Rough leather, like the, the does it matter? Rawhide gloves, okay. or like, are we talking about like a nice like? Does it matter if it's a, a suede? Hold on. Yeah. Does it matter if it's a baseball glove? Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't I like want that with you, my like welding gloves. I like uh, how you preface tug job with with a nice little like you're just gonna say you something know, to suggest nice old and then you say tug job. Well, yeah, a nice little HJ. We get a we get a beautifully animated title card. You don't see those anymore. Yeah, it wasn't CGI or anything. It was something drawn <laughs> and like drawn. Yeah, blood dripping <clears throat> down. And then we're introduced to these sort of the main cast of the film. They've all got dirty faces because they work at a coal mine. Yeah. And uh, then they're um, all in the showers, and we kind of quickly get sort of the exposition that sets up the love triangle. Well, they're all just horsing around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boys will be boys. Oh, dude, and the one guy, they play he has a huge hog because they're like, do you do anything with that besides throw it over your shoulder? Ew. <laughs> Which one was it, though? I do remember thinking it was the, that. Like, it was the one oh, dude who... really scoping out his dick. Yeah, it was the dude who looks like the dude from Veep. But the dude on Veep is, like, really tall. You know, Jonah? Yeah. Yeah, he looks exactly like him. Oh, like, to he? the point where oh, I checked God. at IMDB you if they were what? related. <laughs> when Tan just told me and I can't unknow it... <laughs> Um, who was it? It's Willem Dafoe directing the movie with Willem. Who oh, it was um, Lars von Trier. They edited uh, Willem Dafoe's penis because it was so big; it was like kind of upsetting looking. And they they put like a normal sized dong on so it. So they like CGI'd out his dick. Yeah, because yeah, it was like so huge. They're like, yeah, no one wants. It. Dude, that's like, <laughs> I mean, good for him. Yeah, dude. No, not good for him. If it's that big, he can't have sex if, comfortably. Dude, if it, if it's that big, I don't think he has anything to worry about. Maybe he's just a shower. Like maybe it's just it just kind of like oh maybe. Yeah. But still, like if it's so big that it's like physically upsetting to look at, 
I'm such a Dan. I just like thinking about Lars Van Trier in the editing room. Like, uh, okay, uh, frame by frame. Oh, God, this fucking monster hog. <laughs> Jesus, I fucking close my eyes and it's all I see. Mom Defoe's dick. (laughs) Weird face. (laughs) You know how much time he had to like zoom in? Just rotoscope it out by hand. (laughs) Make it look smaller. (laughs) So we we find out in the shower that um, Axel is dating uh, Sarah now and she used to be dating TJ. Yeah. And that kind of sets up the love triangle. And then they quickly drive to their small town to some hootenanny music. little yeah. banjo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That made me like, you know, oh boy, am I glad to not live in this town. <laughs> they were, moments, moments of atmosphere like that where I was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> they were quite the, the like, motley crew. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have TJ and Axel who are clearly, like, vying for, like, leadership of the pack. Yeah. But then... Hollis, who's my personal favorite. Yeah, Hollis rules. He's he's a plus size boy with a very fanciful mustache. Yes, he and, and, and dating the second hottest girl in the movie. Yeah, and I have I have a soft spot in my heart mm-hmm. for plus size boys with yeah. fanciful mustaches. <laughs> so clear, far and away, my favorite. And then Howard was the jokester, yeah. right? Which is now th- this movie has quite a few of the tropes of the time. Yeah, One that, that was, was established. My trope. In uh, Friday the Thirteenth, is you have to have a jokester. Yeah. In any yeah. sort of slasher movie, one guy, and especially who, if it's a curly haired jokester, oh, even yeah. better. Mm-hmm. That's but, what I have. Like we Shelley in that, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Yeah, and and there's a jokester in the first Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the one that establishes yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's so you can have jump scares and then somebody fall out of a closet covered in blood who's not actually dead. It's like because that's a prank that people do all the time. Oh yeah, constantly. you know, yeah. We should though. I should start doing that more. Pretend <laughs> to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, to do that, I'd have to go back to drinking gin and tonics. Ways so. I ruined my marriage. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I like that. Um, so yeah, they're at the union hall setting up for the dance, and uh, Howard does the the fallout with pretending to be dead. Excuse Miss Mabel. I like that uh, all the girls are hard at work putting up some streamers. I like that they're all just pounded beers right after work, which <laughs> we find out later is this is Thursday, and they're just <laughs> like, yeah, because then after this we head right over to the bar and they just keep drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. And they go to the junkyard and they just keep drinking the whole time. Well, I mean, it's not like they have a dangerous job to do the next day where their lives are in their hands, <laughs> right? Anything. I mean, they're just coal miners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually looked up some of the statistics for uh, coal mining. So there were about a quarter million coal miners in the United States in 1980. Mm-hmm. And there were about 153 fatalities. And that's not even counting injuries. That's fatalities. Yeah. Whoa. And that's including office workers. Because in 1973, they started including office workers and support personnel as mine workers. Oh, really? So that quarter of a million also includes people who didn't go into the mine. Right. So it's even if it Which was... Which means it's... It's not 153 out of 250,000. It's more like 153 out of 125,000. Something. something. I mean, there's no statistics available. But if it was just uh, 153 out of of a quarter million, it would be about as dangerous now as being a roofer is today, which Mm -hmm. is one of the most most dangerous jobs in the country. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the mine owner gets a human heart in a uh, heart shaped box. Box. Oh, a little Valentine. Mm-hmm. 
That was a real incel move. Yeah. Like, you think you're getting some Valentine's candy? Uh. <laughs> so, he, But before he opens the box, though, he's like, oh, who gave me oh, this? Yeah. Oh, I wonder who gave me this? Oh, like this just as much almost, oh, was Christmas candy. Like, yeah. what a fucking idiot. But what he, are you he, talking about? There was a about? weird moment where he, like, yeah. looks at the, the chief, and the chief's like, don't look at me. Yeah, like, where did the box it was like, come from? This is kind of weird. You're not, like, are like, you... you're not gonna question in all sincerity, like, who the fuck bought me a box of chocolates? I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, right. <laughs> dude, no, every dude would assume it's some, like, hot babe. It's like... Okay, so based on the moment they had, I thought the, it, it looked like the mayor kind of, like, secretly wanted it to be. <laughs> like, he was kind of, like, longingly, like, looking into his eyes. That's when we find out about like yeah. the actual murders. Or, yeah, we get we get uh, we go to the bar and they're playing five finger fillet. You know that game like at the beginning of Aliens with Bishop yeah. and the knife. Chuk, 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 you know, or maybe I'll, I'll drop a sound cue there <laughs> based on the I look got, Elise. We gave already me. knew what it was without the sound. Oh, well, I better drop the sound effects so people get a little <laughs> atmosphere. That's all I was trying to create the theater of the mind, Elise. Thought you never miss Bishop. People are like. Listening in a self deprivation tank, they've got us on. We're trying to like paint a picture for them. They need that. <laughs> but we get the um, the the trope of an old coot explaining the exposition. Whose name was Happy? <laughs> His name was Happy, but he was very ornery. Yeah, <laughs> kind of ironic, if you will. Name, yeah. Yeah. It turns out the supervisors left for the day to go to the big Valentine's Day dance. Which Twenty years ago. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's usually a lot going on in that town anyway. So, you know, fair. Like, that's kind of a big thing, I guess, going to the yeah. dance. And uh, Harry Warden and a few other guys got trapped down there in an explosion. Mm-hmm. And they worked day and night to dig them out. And when they got there, Harry Warden has, was eating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and completely insane. Presumably to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Like, real, so what I wrote down when they said this, I put, <laughs> so the dude got he he got killed in essence, or like would have been killed, got trapped in the mine yeah. because management just fucked off to go to the party, mm-hmm. and then he spent six weeks trapped in a mine, had to eat people to stay alive, went crazy, got trapped, like got sent to a mental institution, yeah. and when he got out, all he did was go back and kill the two like members of management yeah. whose fault it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's. That seems pretty restrained to me. Yeah. Like, that's all he did was just two assholes. The two assholes who were very, responsible for very him. Very carefully meditated. To, Doesn't like, sound crazy at all, yeah, no, actually. Yeah. Like, oh he, oh, he wrote a note saying, don't have Valentine's Day dances anymore. Like, <laughs> you could have tried that next year. Like, yeah. And just, oh, he, well, he didn't kill anybody because he's in a fucking mental institution. <laughs> I guess it's not really a curse. But they like made a big. Oh, he went crazy. He murdered. No, he murdered two people yeah. who were responsible for him going crazy and the death of. Well, of right. But they think he's now returned to kill people again. Which sure, you know. Plus, and, this was before you know. Every other week, there was a mass shooting, <laughs> so people are more sensitive to two murders. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, we get a. It's bo- like the O.J. Simpson trial, quaint. <laughs> <laughs> We get a body song at the bar about the the bartender, the, the, the barmaid. Is a young barmaid named Harriet who's never been robbed of her chariot. Oh, she is her Valentine's Day. 
Sydney Perrier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Then we demonstrated that Axel is clearly the murderer because his girlfriend asks if it's okay if she puts on some music. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's like, I was going to put some music on. Is that okay? He's like going to flip his lid. Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) um and uh and we get to see a very uh decorated laundromat which is um actually very like early 1960s looking yeah which kind of goes back to my thing about being kind of poor in the 80s that it looked like the 70s but this is like the late you know the very early 80s and it looks like 20 years earlier yeah well it's 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 canada though Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so true. like it's 1981 for us when the movie was made, but so for Canada it's like 1975, and then if you like remove a couple more years because they're in like rural Canada, so it's really like 1969, 1970. Uh, we get them the the boys are hanging out in the junkyard, uh, cooking on an engine block. Yeah, it was a weird engine cookout laced with toxic masculinity, is my note. (laughs) For some reason, everybody had harmonicas? No, just the two guys. So Axel starts playing his harmonica. Oh, I thought TJ was playing his harmonica in the car. No, Axel was playing his, and then TJ came up and joined him, and Axel just stops, because he's like... We're not bitch. Yeah. yeah, well, because it's actually like... I think something this movie does pretty well is with the love triangle, it's like... Um, TJ was dating Sarah. He left unexplained. He's back, and Sarah is in love with him. Right. And Axel knows that, and I think that's kind of his whole sort of motivation is. But so then that doesn't ex- doesn't just dis- explain. Well, I guess if that was already going on, he would be like, "Hey, town trollop, come with me down in the mine. I know how you like to be touched with gloves on. You know yeah. why? Because she's such a slut. And everybody wears gloves with her. Hey, oh." Yes, man. <laughs> uh, maybe he was like trying to like kind of get over it or get through it or uh, something, and he's just he said he saw her heart tattoo. He's like, because we fi- come to Sarah! find out. <laughs> we come to find out later that uh, his dad was one of the people who was one of the management the guys who got uh, killed by Harry Ward, and he saw it deservedly so, yeah. <laughs> deservedly so. See that he how... caused the death of five men and the insanity of yeah. another. This movie was like, this is how psychology works. Yep. <laughs> but I think it's interesting, too, that they don't really dislike each other, like, personally. Like, they seem to actually, like, they used to be friends, you can tell, and they're still kind of in the same group of people. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, we both like the same girl, and TJ's very matter-of-fact about it. He's just like, yeah, I, yeah, I want to be with her. I love her. She's She was mine first. Except thing. I blew her off to go flame out in California. Right. And now I'm back. I still think it was Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, the, the the California of the North, they say. Yeah. Um, yeah, they start talking about the dance, which, by the way, the dance, the first bloody box that was received, that should have been an immediate, like, let's shut down the dance. Yeah. Like, get every valentine decoration down from this town but that did not happen and then um well and also it's um it's friday the 13th now that they get both holidays in the movie oh it is yeah mm-hmm. oh i didn't even catch yeah, that yeah valentine's is on because it opens on thursday the 12th 
Oh, mm-hmm. I missed that. Um, but the girl, the gals are talking about um, the red dress, the one brunette's going to wear, and she says about it, cut down to here, slid up to there, I may not get out alive, and then they laugh. And, and like I, the gals talk. When we see the dress, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't that revealing. Yeah, honestly. I have things to say about the dress and the sure. wardrobe. There, and also, there the, was a good. Well, we'll get to it. There was also a good um, scene there too, where the police are trying to be like, "Hey, is Harry Warden in the insane asylum?" And they're like, "We have no record of that." Yeah, you know, and it, it was like I thought it pretty well done. You know, doing their detective work. Um, and then uh, we see the the Mabel, the laundromat lady. She's all dried out. So okay, my th- when the chief finds her, yeah. right? All the hearts are upside down, so they look like butts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the butt hearts. <laughs> but all, like, okay, so she's Axel been put in the dryer. Murders her. Right. Puts her in the dryer. Yeah. Starts mm-hmm. the dryer, but it's a laundromat, so it's presumably coin operated. Right. How many times do you think he, <laughs> he had went to go back. back? He had to, to keep. Like, I thought God about damn it, that. Why hasn't anybody shown up yet? Yeah. I have to keep running this fucking dryer. Yeah, because I thought about that. It had to be running all night, so he had to like every like hour or so he had to go back in. With well, maybe quarters. he just put a bunch of quarters in to start because some well, of them will let you do that. But it was Canada, and keep so going, it and it would never shut down. Yeah, dude. It probably I... would have been like at least twenty three, maybe twenty four loonies. Loonies. <laughs> And yeah. perhaps he broke the timing mechanism. We don't know. Could have, yeah, maybe well, they he never, was they never that, that diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything that I need in the movie has to have it on screen well, or it didn't When happen. he broke other stuff, when we saw him breaking other stuff, they pointed it out to us. <laughs> <laughs> the chief didn't say he broke the timing mechanism on this drive. Yeah. No, we actually, later on, there's a, a point where he would have had to sneak away from the group to do something. Mm-hmm. But what's good is because this isn't like a whodunit. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, they assume we know who it is. Yeah, actually right there, when Mabel was died, he would have had to sneak away from the group to do it because they're all out drinking or whatever. And it's good that they just, you know, because that's dumb. I I don't need to see that. Um, Yeah, so then the sheriff pulls, he becomes like the mayor from Jaws. And he's like, it was a heart attack. Tell everyone it was a heart attack. Not that there's like an escaped lunatic murderer in the town well, also he's like pull, pull the ambulance behind the building so nobody sees it's a one town street <laughs> or it's a, a one, one street, street town, town yeah like how are you gonna stop also if it was seeing? a heart attack yeah it's just insane yeah it's definitely taking a page out of the jaws book it's like oh we yeah. don't want to create a panic yeah and it's also kind of like what you had to, what they typically did in um uh, slasher films that is it's like no one knows there's a killer until yeah. they like get killed right because it, it's easier to get all the kids at a big party then right there, there's a note received around here too on another heart box I might be jumping ahead sorry guys but it says Happen once, happen twice. If you have the dance, it'll happen thrice. No, that's the you're at the right part, yeah. And then like, so, wow, it's not every day you hear a psychopath murderer say thrice. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, and rhyme. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty good poet. Like, he should think yeah, about going on. Yeah, like greeting cards. Yeah, that like roses are red one. That yeah. Uh, TJ takes Sarah out, uh, and then he, you know, he kind of absconds with her, and he like they yeah, have a tender he, moment. Yeah, she says, "I don't want to go with you. Are you listening to me?" She, sa- he says, "Nope." 
this bitch has to get away from these insecure controlling men. It shouldn't be, I mean, at some point she kind of wises up and she's like, I don't want to be with either of you. But like, it's like, took you long enough, girl. I know it's like the early 80s, but come on. They're both fucking dicks. Yeah. Yeah. And then Happy sets up because he's mad that they're having the dance anyway, or their party anyway, because it's been canceled, you know? And uh, he sets up a fake Harry Warden with like. Well, wait, wait. Can we go back to. Sure. When, when he absconds with her. Yeah. They go to some place by a beach of some yeah. sort. Yeah. I don't know if it was. Some the, cold body ocean of water. Ocean or whatever. Yeah. 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 But he's like, do you remember this spot? She's yeah. Like, of course I remember this spot. And then they don't. Just, like they don't explain. There's no explanation. Yeah, there's a lot of, of lazy writing in this movie. What no, I, this yeah. spot means yeah. to either of them. Yeah. Like, it was just like, of course I remember this spot. It's just significant. Well, let's continue dialogue. Yeah. Then. See, I disagree. I, I don't want an explanation, really. Okay. Felt it, better just, to... it felt lazy. Yeah, it felt I it disagree. Was definitely lazy. I mean, in the long run, it didn't affect the movie. That, that whole scene didn't really affect the movie that much well it did a little bit because she's making it made her choice that she wants to be with tj and not axel you know but then right after that i mean if i had to pick between those two i would pick you know tj too to her credit but but i also i don't know if i would though because i don't want to be someone's consolation prize after they failed at the thing they wanted to do his dad owns the mine cha-ching okay that brought up another point actually i thought i had this thought and forgot to say it because it was like the next scene where you see, when they were walking, that you see it was Hanniger Mine. And the mayor is Hanniger, and he said, my boy, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. So it, it, like, at that moment dawned on me that he is the owner of the mine for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Right. It was like, why is, is he working the mine? And, like, beyond that, why are these guys who have to work the mine to make their living, then, like, why do they want to hang out with him? Like well, they I, probably grew up with them. Like I guess I I've, don't know. It's I mean, like, I've worked with guys whose dads owned a company before. I guess in in like factories and stuff. Like yeah, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it just struck me as like he's management for all intents and like yeah. oh yeah he's shoveling some shit right now but yeah right he's the boss's kid right I've, the boss is his daddy yeah, yeah. he's that yeah but guy. i wouldn't 100 percent have worked with people like that before okay sure. good for you dan <laughs> <laughs> what's what you saying it struck me as weird like yeah everybody's paling around with the boss's kid yeah. it's I, I don't know all right uh, ha- uh happy sets up a uh, fake harry warden and it's only kind of funny but to him, it's the funniest thing the in the world. He is laughing in the world. His ass off at his own practical joke. He, he keeps like he. It's like he has a mechanism so it'll pop out of the door when the door opens, and like he keeps opening the door. He and he's like, <laughs> he opened it once, saw it, work, and was like, yeah. had, had like a, a, a like nice a really chuckle. forceful laugh. And then he's like, no, I gotta, no, I gotta go back. He goes back. And then it's like the it's getting into the like maniacal laughter. Yeah. And after like the fourth time, it was like he's so fucking pleased with himself. He had to go back six goddamn. So times. it's like was... when he, I make a good post on like Facebook or Twitter, and I'm like constantly like, yeah, see the likes rolling in. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Only he was by himself, and he went back one too many times. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then he ended up murdered. And then uh, the they the kids show up to have their uh, little party at the mine. They yeah. decided since they couldn't party at the union hall, they're going to party at the mine. They've got a pool table there, and I like that they um, 
they started listening to music on a uh, tape deck hooked up to an amplifier, mm. like from a car tape deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, it also when they were walking in, it didn't seem like they had nearly enough beer. Like no. I mean, I know that they kept going back and getting more beer, and I'm sure that there was, was like a, it looked like, like there was just a couple in the fridge. Yeah. Right. It, it like. I would have felt like more at home if they like three of the guys would have walked in with like two or three yeah. pieces of beer each. Yeah. But it seemed like they each had a six pack. I don't know. They, I mean, they had a bunch of tall boys at Schlitz. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And some Moosehead. Moosehead. Mm-hmm. Some Moosehead. Yeah, it's, it's a good beer. <laughs> I know about Canada. Yeah, and then the one dude gets hot dogged to death. Yeah, he does. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Now we got ears, it's time for cheers. Hot dog, hot dog, no problem solved. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. It's his face put the boiling hot dog water. That water, okay, this is just, I, I'm having a quibble with this, and I shouldn't have a quibble with this, but... That water wasn't boiling. Like, you can clearly see there were hot dogs just kind of, like, floating around in there. And he's like, ah, ah. And it's like, no. No, the water's not boiling. Like, they didn't even do, like, put, like, Like, a, air bubbles. Right. Yeah. Like, they could have done the, some air bubbles. Yeah. I would have known it wasn't real. But they just like, had, like, kind of white, frothy-looking water. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh. He got, I didn't notice. Yeah. He got hot dog to this. So, like. Stuck him in the water and he got so but, disgusted yeah. by the smell. Hot dog. That, hot that tracks. Hot dogs are slimy. Himself? Yeah. In the water, well, man. And water, that was probably really gross. I, no, that's what I'm saying. I love hot dogs. I love hot dog, boiled hot dogs. Like, yeah, that's the way that they're the best. They're, Better than the grill, great. right? Yeah. Yeah. But that water is one of the most disgusting things <laughs> ever. You have to immediately get rid of it or yeah. else your whole house stinks like, like filthy farts. fucking hot dog, yeah. dirty fart water. <laughs> So the um, the police chief gets two more heart shaped boxes. Why are there? Okay, so there must be one chocolatier in town that sells these like <laughs> heart shaped boxes because there's all the same heart shaped boxes that keep showing up, and like the one is from Mabel, which is like. And it's actually chocolate. He's like, oh, thank God. He's like not even affected by it. He's like, oh, God, Mabel sent me this before she died. He just like starts eating it, which I was like, I really wish there had been a heart underneath the chocolate. (laughs) But then he goes outside and some dogs are at going after one that actually has a heart in it. Which like, why are there so many feral dogs in this neighborhood? Right? (laughs) It's like six of them. They were all over the place. Yeah. And like they showed up immediately to eat a heart. In the country. So there's enough that would have like smelled the the blood. People don't have like fences and shit. Like people just let their dogs Mm -hmm. out. There was also, there was a dog I noticed earlier in the movie when the the chief and uh, the mayor were in the truck and they turn around to run back. I think it was right when the first murder got reported or whatever. And uh, they do, like whip around, whip a Yui, and they're heading away. And out of nowhere, this dog just sprints up to the car <laughs> and like almost gets wrecked by the car. Oh, my God. And then like backs off. I'm like, so do you think they wanted that dog I don't to run think out? So. Or do you think <laughs> they just didn't make sure the dog was properly leashed yeah. beforehand? And they're like, oh, there he goes again. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> it also, I noticed that, you notice at the party, it seems like everyone likes party to... Party sucks. 
TJ, everyone likes TJ a lot more than Axel. Everyone's like, yeah, TJ, you're cool. TJ's probably, like, TJ and Axel have been friends since they were kids, but, like, TJ's rich, and, like, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be a minor, and Axel never had, like, another option. He grew up without a dad, and, like, you know, he's probably always had a chip on his shoulder about TJ. He finally got the hottest girl in town, and TJ just comes back. I'm going to steal his his girlfriend now that he's gone. I'm going to pretend that I'm TJ. And then TJ came back and shit all over his whole plan. Um, There's a couple fooling around in the uniform room. Yeah, that was strange. I mean, I get the fooling around part. I don't know. So, So the whole party, okay. So this was my thing with the party. I've never wanted to go back to my work and like party. Right. It struck me as weird. They're like, we got a pool table. Was like, I don't think there's anywhere else to go in this town. I, yeah. yeah. And they must all live at home with their parents, which again leads me to ask, like, wait, how old are they? Right. Like, maybe they are only about 20. I don't know. I couldn't so, tell. So the thing with like, oh, I'm going to move to, let's just say California. Yeah. I still think it's Vancouver, but we'll call it California. <laughs> let's call it California. So, like, that seems like a 20-something thing to do. Maybe it is. Now, I know we all have a lot of friends who did that later on, but, like, there was more of a plan there. Like, when you're going without a plan, But these kids, like, like, none of them went to college, obviously. No. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, he went right at 18. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They didn't look young, but... No. But they also have, like, a real job, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That'll uh, affect you. (laughs) Okay. Um, the, the, the uniforms, uh, Jesus Christ, stop doing that. <laughs> they, um, they start pulling out cords, dropping the uniforms down and yeah. then, and he leaves and then they start falling down all around her and she gets spooked. And they had also though, they did set up that Axel had left the group cause he had gotten yeah. pissy cause him and TJ had gotten into like an almost a real fight. awkward fight. And yeah. my boy Hollis came in for the win and like got him separated. Hollis, yeah. He used his plus size boy body and like separated yeah. him. Well, and, and earlier, like in the mind, they got into it at work yeah. after their night of drinking. And then Hollis yeah. was like kind of the all, like he's the only I, really likable character. So I have a theory. I'm going to get into this yeah. and I'm going to explain my point of view on this movie and why it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for later. So then that girl gets uh, her head impaled on the shower head. And uh, the shower heads were just, um, it was a straight piece of copper pipe that someone had bent a 90 into yeah. and pinched off with its hot. Um, you know, it, so I thought that was kind of like cool or, I mean, that was authentic. Like, sure. I could make one of those. And uh, they get the grand idea that they're going to go down in the mine. And. TJ's like, you guys know there's no women allowed in the mine. And it makes sense, like, sort of, the, like, the novelty of it and everything, because they were, like, uh, the girls, like, I mean, it's the economic center of their no, town. No, it actually, well, and it looked cool, because they, like, ride the little roller coaster thing down. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah the tram cars, yeah. yeah. And, uh... You know the rule, no women in the mine. Well, that's me, so it seemed like he was, like, he wanted to be, like, a. Uh, a little bitch about her going into the mine with yeah. Hollis and them. Yeah. And, uh, but he didn't have a good enough reason. Yeah. And then once they were already out, he like ran out and was like, you know the rules. Yeah. There's no girl, no girls in our playhouse. <laughs> Get rid of, they can't go down there because you guys are just going to go down there and like make out and have sex. And I don't want her, I don't want her <laughs> going down there. Give, no. 
Well, almost immediately, the one couple was like, yeah, okay, we'll meet back up with you guys in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing like a bunch of dark and filth and, like, bugs to, yeah, like, be like, yeah, let's go lay down on this flowing. filthy floor. Yeah. Well, you know, when, you, when you're younger, sometimes you got to find a place to do it. Bed down. Howard spooks everyone, as Howard is wont to do. Yeah. Um, and we see the the killer who we you know we think is Harry Warden smashing the lights. I thought that was pretty effective, sort of building suspense. So the one thing they all immediately separate. Yeah. So the the first they the, keep the couple yeah. the couple goes off and we know what they're doing and all that. Like yeah okay they're going to have some alone time in like the sexy sexy mind. <laughs> but then for some reason the the rest of the group was Howard and Hollis and uh, Sarah and what was her name Patty Patty. Yeah, and they just kept separating yeah. for some reason. Well, part of it was there were a couple times that Axel was the one who suggested they separate. So he did. well, but that's after TJ and Axel come. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I mean the the reasons for separating. I thought they, other, compared to some movies, like at the time, uh, they they would occasionally like have some more reason to separate. Like because it's like yeah. oh, the one couple sneaking off to do it. It usually was a little contrived, yeah. And I think it would have actually worked better, like especially later on. Sometimes where they split up, if he was the, the killer was just kind of catching up to him and picking one person off. Sure. But it's sort of the conventions of the day, like the Friday the Thirteenth movies and stuff. It's like, oh, people get separated, that one person gets killed. But right. in this situation, it doesn't work as well because peop- they already know there's a killer after them. Yeah. So it's like you could just have the killer show up and like. One thing we'll get into sort of with the best deaths that I think this movie did really well is like with um, with Mabel dies, for example. Um, th- there's a few times where people are kind of trapped with the killer or the killer surprises them. They yeah. know they're going to die. And there's a pretty extended sequence of pure terror. Yeah. And it's something that you don't see a lot in slash movies, especially from this time. It's usually a lot more like, oh, it's you. And then they get stabbed in the face or mm-hmm. something. Whereas here it's like, you know, a woman screaming and they're trying to run away, but it's you can't really fight back or anything. You're just trying to get out of there, and then they die. And I think Which, actually, there was a, a an example of that earlier when that weird redheaded pirate guy finds his girl, the girl that got uh, uh, impaled on the uh, yeah. The pipe. yeah. When he finds her, he just makes uh, uh, this face, and it 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 lingers for four or five seconds on his face. I mean, probably a little too long, but. Yeah. Also, his face didn't have the right facial expression. It looks like a, <laughs> I tried to fart and I just shat myself face. But it, it, that's beside the point. But it like lingers on their reaction yeah. for yeah. a long oh, time. Also, at that party, um, they eat the hot dogs after the face got boiled. In. Yeah, and the heart was yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> Jokes on them. This, uh, this Axel, he could have a career in uh, comedy. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, if he ever He's gets out of that mind. <laughs> And then I said, um, Michael really drilled Harriet because they both had a drill going yeah. right through See, him. that was an interesting choice, too, that it was an off-screen kill. Yeah. Which you don't usually see in slashers, either. Right. After, yeah, same after thing. After Friday the 13th, where they're really, like, racking up the kills and getting mm-hmm. more creative with them, usually they don't do it, you know, off-screen, but... Howard was off screen too. Yeah, Howard yeah. was off screen too. Late a little well, bit later. At least with that, there was more payoff though. Yeah, like in the reveal. So yeah, his body. Which I mean, he died doing, or he after he was dead, he died more doing what he loved, <laughs> pranking people. Well, and what's crazy, and we'll probably, I guess, we might as well talk about it now in the uncut version of this movie, which 
it's hard to find. It's a little, uh, it's out of print. I mean, you could find it relatively easy to like a used DVD place. I recommend yeah. doing it, but the kills are like really graphic. Oh, but really? it was already. It's a lot more gruesome, yeah. There was already in 1981 starting to be a moral panic around slasher movies. Yeah. And uh, the director said it was, like, right after John Lennon got killed. Oh. And they started, like, being like, well, this is, you know, these Friday the 13th violent. movies. And, like, when Howard get you, you see him hanging and then you see him dropping this. But, yeah. like, he gets decapitated by the rope. Actually, I noticed. I wasn't 100% sure. And I rewound it to go back. Because I was like, when his body hits, I was like, there was no head mm-hmm. on that body. I was like... And then I just filled in the blanks and was like, oh, the rope, he was falling, it jerked his body so bad that it decapitated him. Yeah, and like, see the girl who gets her head back. impaled on the shower head, you uh-huh. get a pretty extended look at her with blood and water coming out of her mouth. Okay. So, and, and all the kills are like that. They're all like really gruesome. Yeah. And the director was pretty upset because it was like the most expensive yeah. part of the movie and like yeah. you know pretty ahead of its time in terms of the kills in the movie and yeah. they had to cut it all out um Hollis, too. yeah Hollis gets a pneumatic spike in the head is that what that was yeah like a nail gun like okay i i mm-hmm. for whatever reason it sounded like like um kind of like the uh thing with um uh no country for old men yeah like mm-hmm. a cattle killing mm-hmm. thing. okay i wasn't sure because i saw him loading something and honestly, I thought he was uh, like loading a charge in a uh, thing to blow dynamite or something. Yeah, no, I think it's like a pneumatic nail gun. Okay. Patty doesn't want to leave, or she's like mm-hmm. afraid to go up the ladder and stuff. And they're, they're going up the elevator shaft, and they uh, really um, didn't do anything exploitive here, which was like kind of surprising for a slasher movie. Like, both the girls are wearing long dresses. Yeah. And oh, you got a decent upskirt of Patty. Yeah, no, there was there was some sexy shots of their butts going up. I the wrote down there was a, it was a, a a nice upskirt, and then I wrote down the word noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was specifically like lingering on their butts. Yeah, yeah. But after how they set, find Howard, Patty's like, no, I'm not doing this ladder thing. Yeah, so they go back down. Yeah. Well, no, they both they realize that they're. They decide the killer must be up there. That's why they turn. Oh, around. right. And uh, so there's like a body of water that's sixty feet deep, and they split up to go over the bridge. Which I like, I assume no I assume it was because they couldn't take the weight of all four people going across at once. Yeah, and Axel's like, I'm gonna wait back, kinda. And then they see they think is Axel drowning. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. How he just fell in the water there but yeah, whatever like yeah. just well I thought floated. that maybe they thought he was like got into a, fu- a tussle with the killer oh he did make a there was like a Ugh! sound yeah. and then he got yeah yeah splash mm-hmm. Patty gets pickaxed yeah and Sarah does not give a shit no she just she barely she reacts she turns and books she's yeah. like uh, uh. <laughs> She's like glad to unload the dead weight. Oh, finally, Patty was I can like kind of like a pain in the ass. Yeah, she was like grieving over her boyfriend. She didn't want to go up the ladder. Like she was just a nightmare. And then uh, we get the fight on the tram cars going up. Yeah, it's fucking a. That was time. tight. Yeah, like, that was good scene. Yeah, that, that was wasn't. Cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised and happy about it. And then uh, we find out Axel saw the like Axel gets revealed. He gets to a, a fight with TJ like on this tram car and stuff. And they knock his mask off, and we find out it's not Harry Warden but Axel. Yeah, yeah, and, in the uh, little side room, whatever you call that, where you're not supposed to go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see the uh, in one of the vent shafts. Yeah. Yeah. And we see a flashback, and that we know that Axel saw the original killing uh, and, of his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised for a movie of this budget. They, the kid really looks like him. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job. You know. And then uh, Axel gets uh, sort of buried. Yeah. And uh, the whole town comes up, and his arm gets ripped off, and he's. It got well. I assume it got crushed off. But. Yeah, crushed mm-hmm. off. And then we get the titular in the movie. He says, Sarah, be my bloody Valentine. But how does he say it? Well, you say it the way then. I don't know. But how does he... Doesn't he do like a... My bloody Valentine. Yeah, he does that afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he we... He did go way high when he's... Sarah, be my yeah, bloody Valentine. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like real high for some then reason. Then he's like, bloody Valentine. And he's like, Harry Warden, I'll meet up with your buddy. We're coming back here next year to kill everybody. Which yeah. is such a weird response to your dad being murdered that way. Right? And also is like, was he not going to kill everybody if the Valentine's stuff got canceled it right. was all like it was it was very strange to hide to make it seem like he was harry warden like yeah. it was like they were doing a little more you know um like it was almost written like it was harry warden and they're like but then the twist you know um well and then the uh the, what the remake does is it's more of um uh like more of a whodunit where they start setting up earlier. Like I've only seen the movie like once, but like they start setting up earlier that like the TJ and uh, Axel characters are like, oh, one of them's probably the killer. Maybe it's not this Harry Warden guy. Yeah. So, and we get some uh, Willie Nelson like music. I um, wouldn't even call it. It was like a lame, it sounded more terrible like an folk, Irish song. folk song. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like the story was of the, the town, the too. ballad of Harry Warden. I, yeah, yeah, it was so bad. It was like real strange. I was like, Why don't more horror movies have a terrible folk song at the end? And yeah, yeah. Which, well, sir, we're gonna we're gonna sum it all up now in yeah. this folk song. <laughs> Remember when we so saw we're all in agreement Tur- that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we saw Gran Torino? Oh yeah. And like we watched it with Sean, and then at the end, it said like you know, directed by. Clint Eastwood and like oh yeah and he starred in it too and then all of a sudden you just hear him being like there's like guitar picking and then you hear him like I'm Clint Eastwood no, singing like, a song I love my grand <laughs> just like graveling yeah I don't remember that part. It was oh. just really funny because we like were like, we're like, oh, oh then the kid even sang this song. And then Grant Serino, the kid comes in, too, and sings along, too. Yeah. That's, it's like Clint Eastwood wrote a whole movie where he's like, I just want to be able to say some racial slurs. <laughs> so as far as the time goes, it was 1980. Um, there were, like I was saying earlier, that there was a quarter million um, coal miners at the time. Now there's 81,000. And uh, most like, most coal mining is done in like sort of strip mining now. Yeah, open pit mining. Back then, a lot more guys went under the ground. Mm-hmm. And are uh, there active? Yeah, the, even mines in, currently. Mm-hmm, there's active even underground mines in like southern Illinois, yeah. even. Okay. And uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, that whole area. So it's still around. It's um, but it's a really dangerous job, and. Yeah. Uh, and even if you live, a lot of these guys get black lung and stuff, oh, yeah. and that, that kills you too. Yeah. 
And uh, it was a few years before the big miner strike in England, in yeah. which Thatcher pretty brutally put down. Um, and, and also, that was like sort of a conscious choice the director made uh, for this movie to make sort of a blue-collar slasher movie. He said, you know, most of these movies, they're kind of like rich kids getting killed. Yeah, bougie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, the, you know, the, he's like, well, let's do a movie that's set more in like sort of a working class area. Yeah. And I think it, it works really well. It's sort of like, sort of the love triangle thing and stuff. Um, the the it, set, you get really great set pieces out it of it. It feels too. like a real town. I mean, they shot it in a real town. Right. But it feels like a real, like the story didn't feel. Other than the, there being a serial yeah, there's, killer and all right, that. Like, yeah. The story felt like it, all of those people, serial killer aside, felt like real people for the most yeah, part. It was like, refre- yeah, it was refreshing to see like a little working class characters. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I thought too, the. Um, but it also, like, with them being a little bit. <clears throat> with them being a little bit older or whatever, it also felt more real. Like them having real jobs and stuff. Like them getting running out of work and drinking in the car on their way to, which is also a product of the time. Like, right, it was much more socially acceptable. But um, like them running home, it, it makes a lot more sense when you're getting off a hard day's work to go home and like get pound like yeah. pound a bunch of beer on yeah. a Thursday, as night. opposed to like. Oh well, I'm a high school sophomore, right. and it's Tuesday, so my friend's having a party, right? And like, it's a little ambiguous what <clears throat> age these uh, they're supposed to be, but they're definitely older than high school. Yeah. And in most of these movies, especially from the time, it's like these they're not in high school. Yeah, yeah right. they're not in high school. Yeah, so I, I think it gave the movie kind of a, a unique. Uh, and also, I was going to say. Um, the acting, like especially for movies of this sort of era and a budget and stuff, pretty good acting or like not terrible, not terrible anyway. Like TJ was a little flat. Yeah, TJ was a little flat, um, but overall pretty good. Yeah, you know. Anything else to add before we get into our? Oh, the last forty-five minutes of this movie was basically an MSHA safety video. Like <laughs> it's just like no mind safety. We have to we have to be good. This is like you guys buddy system. Wear your respirator. Like everything. Yeah. I liked the uh, mind the all the safety posters on the wall. I'm like, oh yeah, I see those all the time every day. Remember to wear your uh, ear protection. Yep. <laughs> all right, now it's time for the segments. Segments. You say it more than segments. Once. Segments. Sorry. Segments. 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 Oh. <laughs> You were not. You didn't have a echo Damn on it. yours. Fine, I guess I don't need one. <laughs> does yours? Does everybody's echo when you? I I have to make adjustments. Does it? Does oh. it? No. No. Fine. <laughs> All right. Hottest titties. I'm gonna give it to them. Gas mask titties. Yeah, she had some big hooters. Yeah, Chicken in the beginning. Gas mask yeah. on. I mean, yeah. White it's bra. a simple choice. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, those were really the only. Yeah. Um, you could see Patty's nerps later on. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of. Huh. And I mean, Sarah's the prettiest girl in the movie by far. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, best hair. I'm gonna give it to Sarah and her perfect winter hat hair. That is, um, it was a slouchy winter hat, and that's, uh, that's a goal right there is to have your hair accessorize your winter hat well. That's the look. So very nice. She wins for me. Uh, Matt, best hair. Uh, I'm. This is going to be a recurring theme. I'm going to go with my boy Hollis. <laughs> I've got the had, same thing written down. He had the flowing locks that I wish I had. 
<laughs> yeah, and that mustache is. Uh, I, I just I just simplified it to House's mustache even, but yeah, his, oh, ha- yeah. his hair was great too. Yeah, but the he mustache. Did have great hair. I mean, realistically, I look at Hollis and I see like that head of hair is just. For those of you who don't know me, who might be listening, I am a bald man, <laughs> and I shave my head because my hair doesn't grow in so well, so good anymore. And he has the luscious locks. I wish I still had. <laughs> I love you just the way you are, Matt. Thanks, Elise. I like you even better than Hollis. Uh, right, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Best outfit. Okay. I have a couple things to talk about here. All right. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I liked um, TJ at the party. He's wearing a blue kerchief with a blue fa- flannel jacket on a denim shirt that's half open with uh, denim pants, of course, and a big belt buckle. A, a huge belt buckle. And also, that shirt got progressively more open as, <laughs> as the, the night, night went on. on. Hey, if, you, if your chest is and, that hairy, you got to show it off. And actually, so when this is something I forgot to mention earlier, but when him and Axel are first running into the mine to go save their mutual girlfriend, they like were in a big hurry. And then the next scene comes out. They had clearly gone in and put on coveralls. Except TJ left his like unzipped <laughs> with the shirt unbuttoned, so he has his coveralls on over his Canadian tuxedo. Two slits with like, yeah, it was a double slit with double like slit. that nice tuft of chest. Yeah, hair. it was just gorgeous. Yeah, he had to keep yeah. it. And I also liked um, John, uh, the guy who's with Sylvia, who gets her head put on the shower. Uh, he had that uh, tan leather vest. Something else. Yeah. Lise, what do you got? Um, well, I first wanted to comment on the chick in the very beginning in the coal miner outfit who reveals her waist, her lacy white bra has a real blue eyeshadow on. Just <laughs> needed a moment to digest that. Um, I also commented on TJ's open chambray shirt with jeans. And he also he had a couple winning looks for me. He had a great pair of brown combat boots. That he oh, yeah. paired with like a beige ribbed turtleneck and a leather vest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I like that look. I um, could see why Sarah went with him. You know, yeah. it's a good dresser, much He's better dresser than Axel. Yeah. Um, I have to comment on Patty's red dress. It did not look as good as she thought it did. It no. washed her out. It was not a flattering cut. The um, Nylons weren't doing her any favors no. either. They were bad no, shade. They were not. Um, so that was. And they not were like great. opaque too. Yeah, and it didn't help that her friend Sarah had the best look of the movie, which was that white sweater dress, belted with knee-high boots, changed a little bit, accessorized a little differently. Could easily be worn today. It was a timeless look. It, it was really flattering was. on her. That, That's my winner. That truthfully struck me watching this movie. Yeah. That, like, everything they were wearing in 1981, I've seen people wearing in the last two Yeah, years. a lot of that stuff has like, come. Like, it's yeah. completely back. Full circle, yeah. None of them would look out of place. Like, if you showed up to Except any that red party. Dress. Yeah, well. <laughs> if you showed up to a party, the only one who would look out of place is the guy with the tan leather vest, because he looked like he would fit in about 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the, an early odd look. The shade well, and the, the chambray vest. shirt. It, it, even the chambray shirt, though, like, I was going to say, you don't want to wear that with jeans, but actually, that's becoming okay right now. Yeah. The If the tan vest was black, it's ex- pretty similar to the one you may remember from uh, Urban Legend when we watched that <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the tan is very 70s, like slash yeah. 80s, but... 
yeah, he he looked like a weird seventies eighties pirate. Mm-hmm. Like it was very strange. It was the the tan leather vest with like a weird was... print shirt. With I that totally enormous seventies collar. Mm-hmm. Forgot that there was a time in the early aughts when like like a leather vest mm-hmm. made a comeback. Yeah, and that was like was a cool look. Yeah, if yeah. You look at the early aughts. The, the early aughts is the worst terrible. fashion since. Probably, ever? maybe ever. But what if there, you want to get wo- woken up inside? Can't wake up. I feel wake like up <laughs> I feel like timing wise, we're at like the time where we should hate stuff from then. Like we're removed enough that it's like, oh. But it's also like I think that that was the worst. Everything. Part was so of it, I think, looking. is also that's like when we came of age. So, so we yeah, like then you we look back at regret, like regrettable 18, 19, 20 year old versions of ourselves. Je- denim and like oh yeah. Just really hideous prints. I remember I had this weird, like, faux trucker leather, hats. like, um, it was like a faux leather, like, blazer. It was terrible. Yeah. It was just the worst fucking thing, and I wore it all the time. You probably thought you were such a fancy boy. Oh, in God. It. I thought yeah. I looked great. It was yeah. That was a look at the time, though. terrible. That was you could still wear jorts. Before. Yeah, you absolutely could. And I did. You sure did. <laughs> all the time. Um, uh, did you have any outfit that you wanted to weigh in on? Or? The, uh, the weird 70s pirate guy was my best look of the show. <laughs> yeah. But with like an honorable mention to Hollis, who was just killing it. He, yeah. He's, and, uh, I mean, man about town, Hollis. Yeah. And I, I like the killer a lot in this movie, too. Like, just in general, I thought it's a good... He's scary. He's scary. Yeah. He's scary coming at you in the dark, busting out lights. That was yeah. scary, yeah. And, uh, and I also like, too, just made me think of it the direction um because of the headlamps there's a lot of lens flares in this movie which was kind of verboten at the time but i think it looks really good yeah it did you know um very like kind of like uh kind of like the movie alien like you get a lot of those when they're in the spacesuits i like that a lot it had a kind of a creepy feeling uh best death i gotta give it to mabel who was melted in that dryer and apparently, as we've discussed, took a, it was an all-night affair. Of and it was like, sneaking in to put quarters. Just like, it was so. It was like the cruelest of the murders. It was just so like, unnecessary. There was no reason to kill her. No. Other than she was the one who set up the dance. Yeah. But like she, she just, just seems like, like nice, a nice older old lady. lady. Yeah. There was like no. It like was, she dealt with all the kids. Yeah. She looked the other way when they're clear. Like they're they're drinking. Yeah. Like in excess. Yeah. Um, I I said uh, Sylvia, I believe the name was the the girl who gets her head uh, yeah, put on the um the shower the shower. I thought that was really good because, like I said, I really like the just pure terror. Like, because there's a while where she just knows she's gonna die, and uh, and then it looks good, especially in the uncut version of you sure. know someone's head getting smashed onto a shower head. That sure. Hmm. I really liked uh, Happy. Just because it was his... He, <laughs> oh, that was my other he one. Was, he had a coming. He was just so happy with himself right up until he wasn't. <laughs> you know, at least he died doing what he loved. Yep. <laughs> an Couple ordinary people. old man. Being an old coot. <laughs> uh, scary scene. Oh, I just kind of blew mine, but like him, yeah, approaching and busting the lights, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the most off-putting to me, like scare whatever, would be the uh, where um, Sylvia was the one who got yeah. her head put on when all the uniforms started falling. Yeah, yeah, that was really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right up there for me. And in general, too, just the last half hour or so of the movie works really well. Yeah. Like that, I um, 
you know, for people watching it. Like, I, I think it was really well done. And the rest of the movie, I, I, like, I enjoy, but, like, I think it it, had, it ends really well. You know, it down, all that stuff in the mind's really good. Uh, would you survive? I would say yes, because for one thing, I would never go into a mine, a coal mine. Like, on a Saturday night, I'd be like, I'll be up here drinking beers, guys. Like, there's no way. And honestly, Axel, it was pretty dumb. So I think that... uh even if I did, for some reason, get talked into going down there, I would, like, outsmart him or hide or something. So I'm going to say I would survive. Realizing that, like, I guess people working in the mine know the mine better than you. That's part of the reason to lure people down there to kill them. But I still think that Axel was, like, a dumb bitch and that I would outsmart him. So. See, also, he didn't lure them. No, he, he didn't. It was That's a crime true. of opportunity. Yeah, he kind of lucked out. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, if it hadn't been for TJ being like, we need to go save our girlfriend. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have gone down in the mine, and the four or six of them down in the mine He might have just called fine. it a night. Yeah, because, I mean, the, oh, the last yeah. time we had seen him, he See, was like... See, there's a lot of incidental things in the plot mm-hmm. like that, yeah. He was, like, solemnly drinking by himself on yeah. top of a wire rack. Yeah. Like, well, maybe he had planned on going down there secretly. Yeah. But Matt, would you survive? Um, dude, you identify with Hollis way too much to I, say you survive. I know, man. I know, but it—I really want to say I'd survive because you'd be I down feel there like defending Patty. I yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, also, like I would definitely go into the mine. You'd be like, I would one hundred percent go in the mine. I hundred percent would go in the mine. You'd be like, girl. You mean and, you, yeah, I you mean, didn't went, you missed the mark with your dress tonight? But I'm still gonna defend. And you. also, like I'm a responsible person, so like we didn't have everybody. I would have been. I would have gone to look for somebody. Yeah, and I definitely would have got owned. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely would have. The the only way I could see myself now, because yeah, I, I just would have been drunk down in the mine. Yeah, yeah that's I, also a part. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's no way I get the jump on anybody then. Uh, how does this movie compare to Friday the 13th Part 4? Um, I, it's better, I would say. I agree with that. Uh, how many machetes do you give this movie? Two and three quarters. Is it a five scale? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with solid four. Yeah. Oh, I really yeah. liked it. You give it a good... Yeah, yeah I give it a four, too. Yeah. I really liked it. I And we, we were just kind of talking about it, but yeah. I really like this movie yeah. a lot. I Like, this is... I mean, there's... Some of the other movies I've done with you guys on this have... You've done mostly terrible movies. Yeah, no, this is the but first good fun. one. Like, I yeah, mean, uh, I did Leprechaun. I like Leprechaun. Oh yeah, I mean, that, well, it's not a good movie. No, right. right. It's a fun movie. Oh yeah, it's a silly movie. Mm-hmm. All but the movies you've like done were a, fun. Actually, yeah, this was a genuine. Like, this was a good horror movie. Yeah, it's it was, solid. It holds up. Yeah, it's really. Um, it's mostly very derivative. Of, yeah, like you know, it, it's very specifically following the black christmas halloween formula sure um but it does like you said the last half hour it's it's contributing its own like touches i think maybe i can bump it up to a three yeah yeah there's there's some stuff and the kills are very creative so i appreciate that um there's just a lot of lazy writing in the movie though throughout and the stuff with um the axle reveal some of it doesn't really make sense and so there's some stuff that doesn't work as well but uh, maybe I'll keep the axle thing did throw me a little bit. That yeah. when, like 
when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's supposed that to blow was... everybody's mind. I think it probably yeah. like, it was. I think it's twists like were big in movies at that time. Yeah, well, yeah. But it we're was already twisty. like you know, Post Laurie Strode is and, you know, yeah, yeah. Michael's brother and sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. There's so they're like, well, we need it a was, reveal. It was very twisty, very and it Darth just, Vader. And, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. like. It was a, the the explanation for it felt a little like I I don't fully understand how him seeing his dad get killed makes him want to kill everybody right, right. It, it seems like or the why he would, would identify true. with the killer right it, like, that's it, weird but I also I'm very but he to was okay but it. you here's what you don't see in that quick flashback scene when his dad was murdered he was actually jerking off for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> so because that experience and he didn't know what to do so he just kept going <laughs> with the blood on his face just staring like making eye contact with his dead father direct eye contact yeah cause when you say it like with the the stuff with Axel like it wouldn't have affected things negatively if they just made it Harry Warden out of the the yeah right the, right and it's also like it's this like weird thing at the very end of the movie it's commented on that was Axel's father it's like why didn't anyone else say like oh yeah it seems like Harry Warden's around again like yeah you know Axel's how, dad I was wonder murdered how Axel's doing yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's a small enough town where like everybody knows yeah this everybody, time of year like, must be rough on Axel since he saw his father, father murdered in murdered. cold blood yeah no it wasn't cold blood yeah. <laughs> It was, it was revenge. It was revenge. Yeah, oh, fair. And, I mean, you but know, it was some would argue deservedly so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he ruined that man's life because he wanted to go to the Halloween dance. Oh. Mm-hmm. You, uh, yeah, for the blood of the pro- proletariat. Yeah. All right, everybody. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. Hollis is the hero of the movie. Oh, yeah, you had a theory. Hollis is the hero of the movie. He just happens to die because he's a good person. Like... He genuinely, he was just, you he really was like, Hollis. I do love Hollis. He was great. He had an awesome mustache. He's a plus size boy. I identify with that. That's a really fun phrase to say. Really but like, like no, like, think about it. He's, he's, I think he's one of the bosses. Like, he's one of the lead, yeah. like, mine yeah, workers. Yeah, he's definitely like a manager. Right. Yeah. Like, he's, I don't like manager because it makes him sound like management. But he's like the, <laughs> the steward or the craft yeah. foreman or something. Like, whatever. But... <laughs> He's like the one who's in charge down there of the actual worker. So he's a leader in nature. He's also a fun-loving guy, as yeah. you can tell by his mustache. And when, his, and his uh, engine grilling skills. Yeah, yeah. When TJ and Axel start fighting, he's the one that he jumps in to break it up. Like He's the one who's like, yeah, let's have a party. Like yeah. This is great. We're going to have a party. Everybody's going to be happy. Hey, he, I'm a plus-size boy. Lead. Let's I, have a party. I'm a plus-size boy <laughs> with a fun mustache. Like <laughs> This is what we do. He has... Like, He's a good guy. He's the one like, oh, yeah, let's go down in the mine. Well, I don't know if we should go down in the mine. All right, we'll go down in the mine. I'll look after you girls. Yeah. It'll be fine. And he gives him a very what? nice tour he when he's does. down there. Yeah. He's like, this part of the mine is from the early 1800s. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, we put lime dust on everything to keep it from uh, combusting Exploding. or to keep the wood from cracking. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, yeah. if you uh, look on your left here. When somebody has to go look for the two, the dead couple who got drilled, like... He's the, I, all right, I guess I gotta go find these. I guess I gotta go. He dies because he's a good guy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Hero yeah. of the movie. Yeah. It's a shame. That's that's a fair argument. He wasn't like caught up in a dick measuring contest yeah. like Axel a harmonica and battle, TJ if you were. Will. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. 
All right, everybody. I think that's it. Yeah. So on that note, Hollis is the hero of the movie. And uh, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. To plus-size boys. (laughs) Keep it spooky. Spooky. Keep it spooky. You're done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Young fellers, so young and so fine Seek not your fortune in the dark dreary mine It'll form as a habit and seep in your soul Till the stream of your blood runs as black as the coal Where it's dark as a dungeon, damp as the dew Danger is double, pleasures are few Where the rain never falls, the sun never shines It's dark as a dungeon, way down in the mine Well, it's many a man that I've seen in my day <laughs> No laughing during the song, please <laughs> it's, old, it's been recorded, I know, hell Don't you know it's recorded? Like a pin with his dope And a drunkard with his wine A man will have lust For the lure of the mind And I pray when I'm dead And my ages shall roll That my body would blacken And turn into coal Then I'd look from the door Of my heavenly home And pity the miner Digging my bones Where it's dark as the dungeon, damp as the dew Danger is double, pleasures are few Where the rain never falls, the sun never shines It's dark as a dungeon, way down in